In today's episode, we're talking about overthinking. So grab a cuppa, pull up a chair, and let's begin. When I'm with you, when I'm with you. Hi, I'm Carolyn. Hi, I'm Megan. And this is Talking Resolve. Where we discuss real life problems to help you understand how fight and flight and unsupportive meaning takes over your life. And what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about overthinking. So we don't have it as a question today. We didn't no. have a, we didn't have a Jane or a John that was willing to put up their hand, but it did come up recently. Yeah, yeah. So we thought we'd go over a few things that we might cover in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to cover possibility and probability, gap filling, provider versus regardless, and a few other things, but I won't list them off in case we don't get to them. <laughs> I think as per usual, it all starts with flight and fight. Why do we overthink? It's because we're in flight and fight. It is a, it is a behavior. It's one of uh, the mental behaviors that we have. And I don't mean mental as in crazy. I mean the category of using your mind. So you could say psychological if you like. Mm. Uh, but in our modality, we just refer to it as mental, anything that's using your thinking. So, And we're talking about overthinking today. So it is a flight and fight strategy that we're doing. We're trying to protect ourselves and that's why we overthink. There will be an unsupportive meaning that's behind it. There will be an experience that's unresolved as we've talked about before. But I think today we're just going to cover off uh, some of the way this might play out and why in just a little bit more detail. And I think um, just maybe to go over protect ourselves from things happening again so we're overthinking things we've already done and we're also overthinking things we might do or might be coming across so I think there's two ways we overthink yeah we don't want to feel like we did before uh and we don't want to think the way we did before so it might not be that the, the experience itself is repeating we've talked I think about this before the experience itself may be something that can happen again but really what we're talking about is that the way it made us feel and think, that's what we're trying to avoid. That's what we're defending against. That's what we're in flight and fight for, not necessarily the event reoccurring. Mm. So, for example, if you've had a car accident and your unsupportive meaning is I can't drive a car so you never drive again, mm. you might not ever find yourself in that situation again. But it's the way it made you think and feel. That's probably a really bizarre example, actually, because I don't know that people do that. I suppose people do. Mm. Um, I know a friend of my grandmother's years and years and years ago, she would only turn left. Yeah. She used to plot her route. She lived in a big city. She lived in Melbourne and she would only plot the route that she had to go by turning left because Mm. she didn't like turning right. I think she'd had a car accident turning right. So Mm. she would do these really circuitous routes, like five minute drive would take her 30 minutes because she had to plan it out where she would only be turning left every single intersection. So she'd have a little map out in front of her and she'd draw out the route that she had to take to only turn left. You couldn't do it in a smaller city. You couldn't do it in, I don't think you could do it where I live. Yeah. I mean, that's overthinking and overplanning, isn't it? A little bit. It is, but she's trying, she doesn't trust herself. And we talked about this at the beginning because we talked about trust. She doesn't trust that she's got what it takes to respond appropriately if something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. So let's cover um, possibility and probability. You could maybe use that example. It's possible if she turns right that something could happen. Yeah. The probability I, is small. I think I want to use something that's a bit more extreme in example yeah. to really demonstrate. The one that I talk about 
uh, in our course is that's reinvigorate is the uh, the story of the person who won't cross the road in front of their house because a plane might drop on them and and they will die. Mm. So when you say it out loud, people go, that's just ridiculous. But the fact is planes have fallen from the sky and landed on people and they have died on the ground. So Lockerbie is the example I've got. There's also um, American flight, I think it was American Airlines, um, shortly after the World Trade Trade Center, um, there were two towers, that Mm. incident. I don't want to call it incident. That's kind of minimizing it. But that experience was only a couple of months after that. Mm. It was a it was pilot error, but a plane fell from the sky, and people on the ground were killed. Yeah. So it is something that's happened. It is possible. Mm. Uh, if I said it to to people where I live, people would look up in the air and go, "You're not even under a flight path. How would it happen here?" Mm. Uh, and it's not about the likelihood of it happening. It's not about probability. It's about possibility, and that's what flight and fight is. We don't evaluate. It- um, the likelihood of something happening. This is where we talked last time about the tiger in the bushes. We don't assess how likely is it that that tiger is going to be in the bushes again and again and again and again. Our brain doesn't think like that. It doesn't, despite those who want it to think logically, particularly those that can't deal with emotions, um, our brain just does not think that way when it comes to flight and fight. Logic mm. is irrelevant. Mm. what it is is possibility is it possible this can happen if the possibility exists no matter how remote i need to have a strategy to defend against it yeah so that's the the possibility and probability so that's part of the reason why we overthink i need to have every single possibility covered because i don't trust myself enough to deal with something that that throws a curveball that comes left of field that is unexpected we're predicting animals. We want certainty and predictability. And the way we do that is by planning. So I'm going to plan out. And this is what we talked about, the difference between planning and um, overthinking. There is a difference between the two. So if, I'm, if I've got a kid's birthday, so one of your kids is having a birthday and I need to plan invitations, what's going to happen, where we're going to go, cake, all those sorts of things that I want to plan. That's all fine. I don't need to add in the possibility that a plane's going to land on it on the birthday party. Yeah. But overthinkers will do this. Mm. Maybe not with that detail, but they'll start thinking about worst case scenarios. Oh, if we're in the backyard, what happens if the house catches on fire? Mm. Or if I go to this park, what if some nut job turns up and starts harassing the kids? What mm. if a Karen shows up? Mm. Start doing those sorts of things because we don't trust that we've got what it takes to cope and respond appropriately in that situation. Yeah, it's funny. Just, I'm thinking about even, you know, scenarios where there might be relationship, you know, in that. What if someone has a fight with someone when they turn up at the party? What if, like, we cover all our bases to make sure that, and it, and it, it's the things that are really outside of your control half the time. Like if you're yes. covering bases to make sure that one doesn't sit with that one so they don't have a fight or you know, whatever it might be, this is all possibilities that can happen in a party situation, yes. for example, overthinking, over planning, as opposed to just the normal thinking and planning that you need to have to yes. have a party. And we mentioned in the last podcast that the the different the question to ask yourself, am I overthinking or am I planning? Is does it cost me? Yeah. Are you is it stopping you from sleeping? Yeah. 
am I getting anxious and worried about things? Yeah. Not just the normal anticipation that comes with planning, Mm. but full on panic attacks or anxiety around the event that you might have planned. That's the do I not have the event? Do I not have an event because of the overthinking that will come if I have to plan something? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be something that's an event. It could be, how am I going to get through my day tomorrow at work? Yeah. That could be that. And we start doing this overthinking. So it might be planning that if such and such comes up to me and starts criticizing my work, this is how I'm going to play it out. We'll actually create the movie script in our mind and play it out Mm. because we're trying to test out different responses we could have because we don't trust that we'll just be able to do it. But we do it in retrospect as well. So I could have said that better or I should have said that differently or... If I said that, this wouldn't have happened. So this is all overthinking as well. Yeah. 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 We don't have access to those resources, those, that creativity, those being able to respond to that sort of attack uh, because that's how we see it. Um, And that's when we think later, I should have just said X, Y, and Z. Well, why didn't you say it? Because you were in flight and fight. And being able to say to a tiger, you know, you're just saying that because you're jealous of me. Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to save you from the tiger. What's going to save you is you legging it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take off or freeze. So what do we do in the moment when we're attacked and it's unexpected at work? Freeze. Yeah. In a freeze response, it is don't notice me, Mm. which means you're not going to say what you wanted to say later when you're out of flight and fight and and you're trying to understand what happened. That's when you start playing through scenarios. But I think you would also, you would potentially could do fight as well. Yes. You might yeah. have said things. And then in, inappropriately. Karen's. Yeah. That's what Karen's do. They go in for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then. There, there's going to be a lot, there could be something they're losing if they yes. do. Yeah. Yes. They feel that somehow they're not being seen, heard, accepted. Mm. And uh, perhaps they don't matter to, to people they care about. They don't feel like they matter. Mm. So I need to. And then they they feel threatened by these situations in that that scenario, but yeah. it's usually because of what's going on with them. I'm not suggesting because people might then comment and say you you're saying we should we should like not sort of maybe we should accept Karens and be more compassionate. I said I'm not talking about how you respond to them. I'm just talking about understanding that they're coming from a position of lack. Mm. That's why they do it. Yeah. Mm. So it's a strategy. Yeah. The other thing we, I think we just talked about providing regardless a little bit, but maybe. Well, I touched on it with, um, with what I said around possibility. Yeah. But I think this is, it's, it still comes back to that trust. So if I'm going to said birthday party or said party. Yeah. And in my head, I go, I can't go because my sister's going to talk to me about how I'm raising my kids. Uncle Stan's going to going to start hitting on me because he's going to have too much to drink and he always does. Um, and they're not going to have vegetarian options. So I'm not going to go. Mm. What you're saying is I don't know, I don't have what it takes to respond appropriately if those things happen. Mm. And I might start making up other things. What if the neighbours call the police because we're too loud, et cetera. So instead of just going, you know what, if they're not going to have vegetarian food or I suspect they're not, I'm going to take that. That's planning. That's not overthinking. Yeah. That's not that's not doing a provided. I can only go 
provided no one talks to me about my kids, provided Uncle Stan doesn't get drunk, provided that there's vegetation food, uh, vegetarian food. So those are the reasons that I can, those are the conditions that I put on in order to be able to do something. Instead, what we want to do is have the regardless. I can go regardless of whether there's vegetarian because I'll just take my own food. Regardless if my sister starts picking on me about my kids because I'll just change the subject. Regardless of Uncle Stan hitting on me because I'll just point him in a different reaction. He can, in a different direction, he can hit on somebody else or I'll put him in an Uber and send him home. Mm. You know, so having, you don't, if you want to, you can start planning these things out. But ideally we want to be in a position where the inner work's done, where we do have, not all your inner work, but in relation to this, we've done the inner work so we can trust ourselves to respond regardless of what happens. Yeah, We can do that through planning and we can also do it through just trusting that I've got the ability to respond. As soon as you start setting conditions on how you're going to interact with the world, you are doing a provided mindset. You're not doing a regardless mindset. And it's because something's happened where you didn't feel prepared, you didn't respond appropriately and it cost you and you don't want that to happen again. Mm. So now we're going to show up. Like that's going to show up by avoidance behaviors. Yep. So I'm going to stop doing things or I'm going to do this overthinking where I can't get to sleep because my brain has gone monkey mind trying to think of all the different possibilities that might happen. Uh, And we did have on our list gap filling. So if we don't have enough information, we're going to make it up. We're going to start putting, filling the gaps in because the more we, in inverted commas, know about it by Mm. gap filling, the more we've got a better chance of responding appropriately. Mm. That's why we start overthinking. Oh, what if I do this? Or what if it means this? Or what if I um, don't get to there on time? Or what if this happens? Or what if the train's late? Or what if you start, your mind starts to go crazy trying to think about all the different possibilities so that you can line up the response. If so what if people it, are in a fight flight response as well? Absolutely. What if this happens? What if that happens? If you're asking that question, yeah, and again, I want to separate it out from planning. Yeah. That's a different thing. If you're doing that and it's stopping you from doing what you want to do, if you're overthinking it, if you come to these conclusions that mean I can't live my life the way I want to, then it's a problem. Then it's fight and fight. Got to look for that unsupportive meaning. What happened to you? Mm. What happened? And what did you make it mean? Yep. Yep. So find out that. where was that time where you were unprepared? Mm. Mm. You know, you hadn't thought through all the possibilities. Something unexpected happened. So we had this just this week. Something unexpected happened with, you know, with what we're we're working on. And it was like, well, okay, well, how are we going to deal with this? This might come up in the future. We yeah. didn't go into overthinking. No. We could have. Yeah. We we might have tried a bit of gap filling, but we didn't. It was like, okay, so this is how we're going to deal with it this time, but it's probably going to happen again. So what might we do in the future? And we just tossed a few ideas around. That's yeah. planning. That's problem solving. Yeah. But we didn't, it didn't keep me awake at night going, oh my God, what if we, what if that's the wrong answer? And what if that person never talks to us again? And what if that means this? And, and, oh, I really need to be thinking about, you know, we just didn't do any of that. Yeah. Because we trust that we'll have the response when it happens. Yeah. Access um, to the resources to respond appropriately. Go with the Didn't flight. go into flight and fight. Yeah. Yeah. And for a number of reasons, we've done a lot of the inner work. We make a good team so we can rely on one another to, to, to nut this out. We've yeah. got other support resources. I think my husband chimed in with a couple of suggestions, <laughs> both of which we went, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but, but, you know, they- we've got, the, we've got the support resources around us. So, 
all of those things help us have that, um, and I will say it's the inner work more than anything else, that help us understand, well, you know, this this is how we're going to react to that situation and we trust that that can happen. I mean, confidence, this is where confidence comes from, is your ability to trust that you've got, you've got it. Whatever the response is, you'll be able to handle it, mm. including saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and I think there's times like in my life where I've been able to notice a different response from doing some inner work. So I I maybe would have responded in a certain way. And then you'll sit down and someone will ask you a question. Like I've got an example of I was asked a particularly hard question that once upon a time I might have said, because I, I had to provide an answer. So I might have provided an answer from fight flight. Then I would have overthought it. It would have been wrong. I wish I would have said it differently, all of this kind of stuff. And this particular day, I remember being asked this particularly hard question that I just didn't have an answer for at the time. Um, and I'd done some work around my responding. And I remember saying, I just can't answer that right now. I, I don't I don't have an answer for that right now. And it just, I didn't feel anything. There was no emotion around it. And about a minute or two later, once I'd finished the conversation, I, I thought, oh, I, I just that responded with, without an answer. And it was okay yeah. and I'm still here and I'm still safe and I'm still all the rest of it. And I think you can get to that place. Yes. You can get to that place. You can. I'm not saying I'm there all the time because I'm not. No, but of course not. No, I certainly right. notice my responses can be different sometimes yeah. or often. And then I don't go into the overthinking, over planning, preparing the conversation, thinking about the, I'm just like, oh, well, I'll go. Oh, that person's going to be there. That's okay. Or this is going to happen when I'm there. That's okay. I don't eat red meat. And not a lot of people know because I just don't go there provided regardless. I just, if there's only red meat, I just have a bread roll or a salad or, yeah. you know. Whereas just, I've got, as you know, I've on FODMAP. So that's often that's not even an option. Bread roll wouldn't be an option for me, no. but I always take food. I remember saying, went to my um, niece's wedding. And of course they, uh, my sister-in-law said to me, what, I know you have special food. What's the list? And I went, are you sure you want me to give you a list? Mm. So she said, sure. So I gave her the list and she's like, and I said, but I'm happy to self cater because I know this can be a challenge and I don't want to, I don't want my niece to worry about that as part of her wedding plans. Interestingly, she said, yes do that and then when I was at the wedding the chef that was there that was doing all of the the catering or whatever discovered there was somebody that wasn't eating the food because that I'd brought my own food I don't know how came out to me and said you should have told me I could have prepared things for you that FODMAP I can do I can make this this and this she just pulled some ingredients together and went how about I make that so Mm. suddenly food started arriving it was a kind of a garden party so it was all finger food food started arriving but I'd already eaten because I'd brought my own food. Uh, so then it was like, I kind of have to get <laughs> into this food. Yeah. So, so that was an exit. That was just an interesting experience. But for me, it was like, well, I just know that I, you know, I'll just take stuff with me. If you're I'm planning, you're not overthinking again, and you're not I'm in quite flight about, about it. it. No, yeah. I'm about to go away um, for a week and another wedding. And, uh, and I'm taking my food with me in case there's not stuff that I can buy because we're, we're doing it regionally in New South Wales. So there might not be as much variety that it's available to me. So I'm taking food with me just in case. I'm mm. quite happy to bring it all back home again. 
I might be lucky. I'm going to try. But if I can't eat what's there that they've got on the menu, then I've got something with me that I can. So I think it's not stopping me from going. It's not going to stop me from trying to eat out. You know, Uh, but I'm not overthinking about it. I'm not worried about it because I've got that plan. That's just part of my planning. Whenever I go anywhere is part of the planning. So um, I think that I think having kids helps you with this. You start to get really good at planning because you're like, well, if we're going to be on an aeroplane with a child for for six hours, I want to make sure they've got things to do. I've packed enough snacks. You know, you just do the planning. You can overthink it and end well, up. You have carrying... a husband that does it. <laughs> you, you end up taking two suitcases of thing to to a weekend. You take suit two suitcases because it might rain or it might get hit by a bus or this might happen. You know, so you just yeah, whatever. Like for me, I think I used to. I I don't know. For me, I used to say to my kids, "Nope." no, you'll be fine. We can wait till we get home. I didn't want them to have to get in. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but that was just, of course, they'd have a drink if we were on a long trip or something. But if we were up five minutes up to the shops, no, you don't need it. Just because we're at the shops, you don't have to have a drink. I might've been a tough mum. <laughs> I mean, I of the course they is... got treats. Of course they got treats. But yeah. I think it's just that that difference between, that's why I think it's important to distinguish between planning and overthinking. Yeah. overthinking being a flight and fight response um, because it's stressful. Yeah. You, you use gap filling because you don't have enough information and you'll tend to put information in that's wrong. That, that creates that additional limitations. Because, because it, is that the negative bias as well? So that we put the wrong information in because we. Based on our own biases. The word. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I think I talked in another podcast about a client that I challenged saying, I said to her, you know, I think it's a bit arrogant that you're giving people responses without talking to them. Mm. And it was a particular, I used the word deliberately because I wanted to kind of shock her out of what she was saying to really sort of sit back and go, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. And it worked because she hadn't thought about, she was always putting words in other people's mouth. Mm. She would relate the whole conversation as if it had happened. Mm. They will say this. They will think that. Mm. And I'm like, have you asked them this? Have you talked to them about this? No, Mm. no. She made it up. Just gap filling as a defense strategy. If I can think through all of these scenarios, I can work out what my response would be. And that's exactly how she used to say it. They will think this and I will say that. They will then respond with this and this is what I'll say to that. Or if they respond like this, this is what I'll say. Yeah. So that's not planning. That's panicking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's flight and fight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you've got a monkey mind and you and you wonder why you do this, there's also an interesting study I read about why we do this when we hop into bed. So why do we do it? And it's because, A, you've stopped. Mm. So your brain's now got breathing work room and you're relaxing, so you're lying in bed, and the brain goes, so, so while you're here, I want you to think about this, this, and this. It's a flight and fight response. I want you to think about all of this because I want to try and solve it. And also because when are we most vulnerable? When we're asleep. Mm. So monkey mind will kick in to keep us awake so we don't we don't feel more vulnerable than we already do. Yeah. So that's why it happens when you go to bed. Brain relaxes and then goes, so let's solve some problems because now you're <laughs> relaxed. You're not doing anything else. Let's yeah. solve some problems. You see the memes all over all the social yes. media channels. It's like, like you're, sitting, you're yeah. sitting in front of the television going, 
nodding, yeah. I'm falling asleep, I'll hop into bed and you're like, why Solving the problems of the world. Yep. yep. <laughs> Boiling the ocean, wasn't that what somebody yeah. said to you? Yeah. 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 Right. Trying to do trying to do these massive solves. But I mean, that's a separate topic, but it's what what our brain does when we're asleep is it tries to put these stories together to help us create understanding so that we can change these unsupportive meanings or form supportive meanings. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. It's just we're now doing it awake as well when we lie down. Mm. Anyway, that's probably another topic for another time. We could. Did we cover off everything? I think so. We overthinking and planning. Yeah. Yeah. So if this resonates with you, please like, subscribe, share, forward it on to somebody else if you'd like. Anyone to. you know that might be an overthinker that might Add get a, a comment. benefit from it. Yeah. Add a comment. And because today we didn't have an actual question, um, not be, it was probably a bit of laziness on my part by not trying to get a question. Uh, if you've got a question, then please hit us up. You can contact mm. us through our various social media uh, and yeah, get in touch with us and we'd because we'd love to have um maybe yeah, we like can solve help you solve your problem yeah it's our instagram is at resolve underscore bn so we we answer um questions via that on facebook we're on facebook too. and on facebook yeah. yeah yeah so all right lovely chatting to you you too we'll have a chat all right. soon all yeah. right see you soon bye, bye. It's alright It's alright